coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Podcast, part two of what to do with satanic grandparents. This podcast turned out to be much longer than we originally thought. We'll keep discussing the importance of getting gifts under control, especially when it comes to grandparents. But first, the joke of the day. My grandfather tried to warn everyone that the Titanic was going to sink. When everyone just ignored him, he yelled at them three more times. Eventually, they got irritated and just kicked him out of the theater. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic is part two of gifts and grandparents. In part one, we talked about how to deal with people who give your family and kids gifts. In this podcast, we're just going to pick up right where we left off, and we're going to focus in on how to deal with grandparents and gift giving. Yeah, and they are notorious gift givers. Yeah, but and, and there's a different relationship there. You, they're your parents. Yeah. Or your, spouse, your or your spouse's and parents. And so yeah. there's a very deep relationship there, and these are their grandchildren. So they do have a sense of ownership Absolutely. and control. Absolutely. And so all of a sudden, you're in a different territory. But not only that, typically grandparents are more affluent. They're in their later stages of life. They have more leisure time. They also have more... They, they have more money to spend at least in our current generation right. that's how right. it is for a lot of and, a lot of and they feel that it's their duty to spoil the grandchildren it's the parents' duty to raise them and the grandparents' duty to spoil them. You and they I... joke about it but that's exactly what they like to do. Um so and so uh, we we've noticed though that sometimes not always but sometimes grandparents kind of overdo it. We had that friend in L.A. Well, Tia had her well, best friend. Well, 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 take my parents. My parents okay. have 50 grandchildren. Guess what? They can't spoil <laughs> their grandchildren. I'm impressed my mom sends a card with a little bit of money for their birthday. I'm impressed she remembers. And, um, <laughs> and she remembers. She remembers better than I do. Um, I don't know how she does. <laughs> Wait, it's Caleb's birthday? Dang it. We just got a card from Grandma Joan. Whose birthday is it? <laughs> So, but, but it, she can't because she has a lot of grandchildren. It's kind of like if you have a big family, yeah, you're probably not spoiling your kids because you can't. So, but same, same concept. But, you know, like we had a friend who her husband was an only child and then she had one daughter at the time, only one daughter. And so it was the only grandchild and the only grandchild that ever was going to be for these for her husband's parents and they uh, my friend and her husband they weren't well off but the their child had every toy every piece of clothing every, every Barbie, art supply every, yeah. every castle every dollhouse every, every, every bounce slide, house thingy yeah bounce house everything you trampoline. could possibly possibly imagine having she, she was as basically a child. she was basically a toys r us in her home Yes, and and uh, they didn't live close to the grandparents. They were quite far away, 
it was you may be in that situation where you're inundated with presents from the grandparents. And so you're trying to teach your child to appreciate the things they have, work for the things they have, and this could undermine those plans. Now, my friend, she had a good, her daughter was a sweetheart. She really was. She, she was awesome. She, she had a personality where she was just kind of a carefree person and just very fun and loving. She was my daughter's no, best no. friend. She was and, sincere. And very sincere. And that she, was just who she was. And so all and, these gifts lavishing on her, she actually was not entitled. Yeah, it, she didn't. I don't think she had any concept of what they were worth. Or no, I don't something. think she appreciated them, but even then she took pretty good care of them. She yeah, didn't break them. She yeah. wasn't destructive. She no. was respectful. She she was a good girl. She was a good girl. Yeah, she really was. So so you're like, yeah. But well, I also think she's kind of the exception. Yeah, she frankly. may be the exception. But even so, your kid may be the exception where they're not a bad kid, even though they have all this stuff. But we're suggesting it could have been so much better for her, where instead of just giving her these things, why not reserve them and, until she's done her piano lessons or she's improved her grades in school or she's finished her art project or she's developed a, a certain talent or, or developed mm-hmm. a certain skill set or whatever where it, they could have leveraged or those gotten her toys. chores done yeah. or something like that. They could have like leveraged that. and it helped her that much more. And honestly, I don't know if she did chores at all or, or like was a hard worker. I don't know that about her. At all. At all. So so I, I can't make a comment about that, but I'm just saying, yeah, my friend wasn't in a good financial position, but those gifts from the grandparents, they could have been used as as a motivator for a daughter. Right. It, it, she could have gotten more. The grandparents could have got more out of it. They could have got a better granddaughter rather than just granddaughter who has a lot of stuff yeah so, um but and that that brings up a good point like when you're dealing with the grandparents you need to remember they're still your children <laughs> and this is not uncommon like you just need to remember it, it's still your child and you're not alone in this because a lot of people have grandparents that want to intervene and that's that's normal and that's healthy and that's good but we've kind of broken it down into there are really three different types of grandparents that we want to talk about today, where when it comes to getting gifts from the grandparents, there are kind of three, I mean, there's obviously, there there's all different types of grandparents with different motives and different relationships, but we, we've broken it down to kind of three main groups of grandparents. That we're where, going to focus on today. Where there's, there are the grandparents who want to help you out, you the parents, the grandparents want to help the parents out in any way they can, any way, shape, or form. They just want to help out. Then there's the second, where they are rescuing or they know better or they don't quite care for your parenting style where they're kind of a little meddling almost and i think i'm not going to say most but i would say a lot of grandparents fall into that category they cross into that line even though they they're kind of in between the one and two yeah where sometimes they cross over and then there's the third group where they're actively trying to sabotage what you as the parent are doing that maybe they hate you or your spouse, or your kids, or your parenting style, or that you're a Democrat or a Republican. I don't know. But they... <laughs> oh, they, yeah, they might hate your religion. For, for whatever reason. Hate, yeah. Yeah, they hate that you're Jewish, or Catholic, or or Presbyterian, or whatever. They hate... Your race, your... Oh, yeah. They ma- might, maybe I, you're a white woman who married a black guy, or maybe you're a Catholic who married a Jewish guy, and they just hate that. I, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, they, they're actively trying to sabotage your relationship with your kids. So those are the three groups, you know, the ones that are trying to help out, then the ones that are kind of meddling, and then the ones that are actively trying to sabotage what you're trying to do. 
And you'll explain. I'll, I'll, you'll understand why we, we broke, broke it down it, into yeah. those three groups. I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. But basically, the, the reason I broke it down into the three groups is because how you deal with each one. So let, let's talk about the, that first group, the grandparents that want to help out. They're the easiest ones to deal with. Yeah, because if you tell them what you need, that's what they'll do. You say, you know what? This would help me the most. Um, I want my kids to work for what they get. Um, and here's some of the things they're working towards. We love the gifts. Thank you so much. Can you focus your gift giving on these areas? And the grandparents would be like, oh, yeah, didn't know. Thanks. Great. We'll do that. Yeah. They need, oh, they need help with paying for their costume for dance or for the performance fee. Or they need help with football because they can't afford the registration. Or they, they're using old cleats that so they just can't afford new ones or whatever. And the grandparents are like, oh, yeah, I can help out. Well, kind Great. of like our daughters wanted to do cheerleading and there was no way possible no. that our family could it was more expensive than football. Yeah, it was, it was more expensive than football. Dollars yeah. to do cheerleading and and they wanted to do it and so the only way they could do it is if a grandparent stepped in grandpa sponsored and them. said, yeah. "Hey, would you pay the the $700 and they'll pay the 300?" Mm-hmm. Could could you know, we didn't want them paying the whole thing, but but what would. we, what our family budget couldn't afford, they would step in and kind of fill yeah. in the gap. Yeah, and so ask, like, if you have grandparents who are lo- always willing and looking for ways to help out, the best thing to do is to communicate with what you do want. And these are the grandparents that respond. And what you're trying to do, and the what grandparents your in this are. first group respond accordingly. And, and, they'll and be a like, lot yes. of times they 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 bring more to the table and go, well, what if we did this? And they'll bring ideas uh-huh. that support what you're trying to do. And that is a if dream. You, if you have grandparents like that, you are thank just, your lucky stars. <laughs> you are just be grateful for that. That is such a blessing. Where you're very blessed to have that situation, and but it's at the same <laughs> the at the same time though. Again, we don't recommend you, your kids get stuff for free. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. We're saying they'll get the grandparents on board. And if they live nearby, say, hey, can Sally, if you're going to pay for her soccer, can she come mow the lawn or help you with the ironing or in the garden or with dusting? Yeah, or, once a week. Can she come over? And then they would love that. Because um, then they get to spend oh, more time with their grandkids. And they're getting help. And, and they're, getting, they're, they're watching their grandchildren develop their talents and develop work ethic. And it's just those grandparents will be on board. Yeah, and if you, and if they are awesome grandparents that's like having your kid work with them and spend time with them. They'll pick up on some of the values and it will reinforce good things. And this multi-generational and is, reinforcement of the values you're trying now, to teach your children. Not everybody has that situation. Oh, we'll some, get there. Yeah, we'll so, get there. But if you have that situation, take advantage of that. Yes. And just this will totally like work for you. Now, if the grandparents are long distance and they, you can't actually have that work relationship, then another option is say, you know what? Grandma and Grandpa, we know you want to spend money on your grandchild. They really want to do dance. They can't pay you back. Would it be okay if you just deposited the money into their bank account? And then what we'll do is we will set up a master reward, mastery reward for them achieving a certain milestone for them to unlock that cash that you've given them. Yeah, like say, okay, my my daughter, she she's really struggling in math, and a lot of times she's not turning in her math homework. And so can we tell her, hey, grandma has offered to pay for ballet classes for you if you can go eight weeks of turning in your math homework. So eight mastery points. Eight mastery points. Without missing, grandma says she'll do this for you. 
And so, uh, so your grand, your your mom or dad, they're gonna they're gonna go, oh yeah, I, because not only are they giving this gift, but they're helping their grandchild overcome a fear that they had, mm-hmm. and helping them uh, helping them achieve something. And so, if they're if they're smart, they'll go. Oh yeah, that's even better than me just giving them me gifts. Me just giving them gifts this because is awesome. good grandparents want their kids to be their grandkids to be good people. Yeah, and three months later, when when little Sally's grades gone from a C to an A or an A minus or a mm-hmm. B plus, you know, it goes up. The grandparents had a part in that. And they feel that sense of pride knowing that they've contributed because yeah. they live a long way away. Maybe yeah. you know they're across the country, but they and they get the phone call from Sally saying, hey, "Mom, Grandma, Grandpa, guess, guess what? what? My report card. How cool is I, that?" Yeah. How cool is yeah. that? Yeah. And so, so what grandparent wouldn't like that? Wouldn't like well, to no, participate? No. The grandparents of group one would like that. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> like, let's say, let's say, um, you know, you're, you're doing a piano class or something and, and it's, it works off of levels and, you mm-hmm. know, cause some piano teachers have it really organized and right. where you have to achieve certain levels and you're in competitions and you have to pass off certain levels. Hey, if she can pass off this level, you'll buy her that new piano Oh, or, right. you know, or something that, you know, the grandparent was like, oh, she likes piano. I want to get her a new piano or I want to hear this say, how about if she practices every day, if she can achieve, she's on level one, but she's missing her practicing a lot. So she's not really progressing. Mm-hmm. If she can get up to level four by next year. Or if she can achieve 16 mastery points or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Then. Then get her. So and, and, you, and you get the kid on the phone with grandma and grandpa and grandma and grandpa say, hey, I was talking to your mom and dad. So now it's already gone. The gift has gone through mom and dad. Mom and dad are on board with so this. Now, I was talking to your mom and dad and we've agreed, you know, that Steinway that you've been eyeing that you want or that, you know, keyboard or that guitar or whatever, you know, that Steinway that you've been really wanting. Well, we've decided if you can get to level, you get 16 mastery points, or if you can get to level four on your whatever piano lessons, grandma and grandpa, we're going to buy you that piano. What do you think? And little little Johnny's gonna be like, "Wow, that's the greatest thing ever!" Okay, I'll practice every day. I won't miss a day. And then the grandparents can call and follow up to see how he's doing. And again, you got that social reinforcement, and it works really well. Yeah, and it's amazing and wonderful and fantastic. And I, did you have something? Well, well no, I'm just saying. Uh, I, I just wanted to say, yeah, there there are other situations too where a lot of times grandparents, they're, when their car gets old and it's no longer under warranty, they want to get another car. Mm-hmm. But instead of selling the car, they don't want to sell the car. They want to give it to one of your grand, their grandchildren. One, yeah, one of the grandkids. Sure. One of their grandchildren. And so... Well, because they're teenagers, they're learning oh, to drive. Oh, yeah. It's you perfect. Know, we'll give this to... Why don't we just give this to Billy? He's turning 16 and mm-hmm. something like that. And so what would be better is if you talk to him and say, you know what? Billy's working on getting his Eagle Scout. Oh. <gasps> Or could you make that a graduation gift if they can maintain above a, four, a, three, a 4.0 or a 3.5 or, 5 or, or whatever? A 3.5 and just an extra motivator. And that would help him get into a good college. And that would really yes. be help help him out a lot. Or let's say you have a teenager that's on drugs, you know, and has, is battling like a drug or alcohol addiction. Some sort of addiction, sure. And they've shown that, you know, if they have rewards set up for every week that they go by, that they pass their addiction or they pass the um, with a screening or whatever, sure. the, uh, where they're clean for a week. Mm-hmm. Like if you can go three months right. being 12, clean, twelve weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Grandma and Grandpa said y- you can have this car or something like that. Where where you're like, hey, this is what they're working on. This is what we're nervous about for them. If you could instead use that to help them, 
achieve that, that would mean so much to me. A good grandparent will be all about that. Now, but I think the whole point, and we're not saying not to give your kids things and not to let people give your kids gifts. The whole point is to get away from this entitlement mentality and to get our kids to learn to work, but also to appreciate the things that they have. So kids should not think the world owes them things just because they're alive. That's a really bad mentality, Mm -hmm. like really bad. Because if a person were alive by themselves in the middle of the desert, the desert doesn't care if you're alive or not. It doesn't, it's not going to give you water and a fresh meal and a nice bed. Mm-hmm. That's not how the world works. Well, That's you, not reality. You want to teach your kids to work for the things that they get, um, to get away from a gambling. That's the spiritual principle underneath mm-hmm. what you're trying to teach your kids is the principle. You need to work for the things that you get. Today, I was, I went out to lunch with my son Blackstone and we were near a, a a fountain and there was were coins in the fountain and he asked me mom can i there's a quarter there there's dimes and can i reach in there and grab up all this money mm-hmm. and i said no blackstone you should work for the things that you get let's leave that there for poor people people mm-hmm. who don't have don't have have enough money mm-hmm. and he's like well we're poor uh, you know, because we're paying off some debts from the past couple years or right. whatever. And he's like, we're poor. I said, we have food to eat. And we, we have a home we, to you live have in. the ability to earn that. We drove here in yeah, a car. Yeah, we drove here in a car. Um, he said, you know what? No, we're not poor. People who, who, even though they're working or they can't get work, those are the people who will save, you know, can yeah. come dig in the fountain and save that money for them. Well, no, but you, you bring up a good point. We, we truly believe kids deserve what they earn and they'll appreciate it more. Yeah. And and like you just said, we, we already give, he says he thinks we're poor, but he's getting a ton of free stuff. You know, housing, food, bed, bedding, mattress, electricity, water, water heaters, indoor plumbing, you know, healthcare and education, air conditioning, heating, uh, a yard, pool, a car with gas that has air conditioning in it, soft seats. Medical like, care, yeah. It, it's just... We're, we're, it's, we're, we're suggesting having our kids buy a small amount of things that they were getting for free before. Not everything, but just a small amount. Some of that discretionary money, let your kids earn it. And, and to combat that trend of entitlement, which leads right into group number two that we wanted to talk about, which is the grandparents that kind of disagree with what you're doing and don't necessarily support you as the parent, where you had this experience with, I don't want to throw your grandparents under the bus, but your grandpa Jack didn't agree with your parents' decision to not have a TV. Yeah, so he would always criticize my mom because my mom and dad did not want us watching TV. We would watch movies. You had a TV. You just we didn't had have a t- Yeah, cable. we would watch TV. You didn't have we, cable. Like, we didn't have cable TV. Your parents were so neglectful. You didn't have cable TV. Oh, and oh. he thought, oh, your kid. And he would tell my mom, your kids aren't going to develop social skills. They're not going to, you know, know what's going on in the world. They're going to be so, like, lost socially. And so every time he would come to visit, he would bring a giant box of VHS tapes <laughs> Of TV that he had recorded with the commercials and everything. To give you guys and a good taste of give, what was going on in the world. Yeah, to give us a taste of culture. 
<laughs> TV, yeah. 80s TV is so full of culture. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes he would record a circus. Uh, like, I don't know it. I don't know. Random. But, Just but, random. You know, and, and, and my mom would kind of grit her teeth and smile. Thank you. You know, but she didn't really know what to do about that. If I were her, I would have just thrown the whole box in the garbage after he left. Well, no, it didn't. Okay, so, but then, now this was a different, this is another family member. No, this is a friend you had where, no, it was like the car, the car that you got. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah, I got a, my grandparents, yeah, were like, hey, here's a car for the kids. Right. And I had the sense of going, I'm going to pay you for that. I don't know. Well, I do know why I did that because I wanted the car to be mine. Right. I wanted to have ownership of no, the no, car. But you had another relative who gave somebody a car, and then years later asked for it back. Remember that? Right. So yes. again, that whole—if you pay for it, it's yours. They're not. There's getting, no control, and yeah. those strings are cut. And for some, it, it was very strong with me. No, I want to pay for this car, and I—I I had five hundred dollars. Thirty-five dollars. You were thirty-five years old at the time, right? No, I was eighteen. 17, 18. So you knew inherently I you, a, yeah. I think everybody does. I think everybody inherently like, knows no, you I should pay for what you get. No, I want the car to be mine. Yes. Um, and so. I think everybody inherently understands that concept. Anyway. But then you had a family friend though, who. Uh, so in another situation, I had a friend who uh, went through a nasty divorce when she was just married. And she ended up soon after her marriage, she, they had a baby and like. Soon thereafter, she went back and lived with her parents. Because she had no income. She didn't have a way to support herself. Yeah, and she was emotionally really struggling. And her son had, I I think he he had some mental health issues. Was it Asperger's? Um, I I don't remember. Something like that. Some mental problems. Some mental health issues. And the, the grandparents, her parents, doted on her son and would just let him do whatever he wanted and would give him, would cater to anything he ever wanted. Partially because they probably felt sorry for him, but also it was their grandchild and they wanted to make sure he was okay. And And so they, they, and they were very loving grandparents, but they just, they didn't have It taught the wrong lessons. It taught the wrong lessons. So even though this child had mental health issues, it kind of exacerbated it. It kind it made of it made worse. it worse <laughs> yeah. because they would, like, if he said it was Sunday and it was Monday, they would go, yeah, it's Sunday. They would just, oh th- it was to that degree where, yeah, whatever you think it is, whatever you want, that's what it is. But then didn't the, Even if it wasn't true. And but so, didn't the mom finally move out, though? And, well, finally, the mom went through some bad relationships, but she finally got into a good relationship, got married, and ended up moving halfway across the country and mm. she took her son who was then probably junior high school junior high age away from this situation and even though he had all these challenges in school and everything like that once they moved away she became pretty hopeful because he started taking a lot more responsibility and even even though he didn't go to college he ended up getting a job and keeping a job and that was a big deal for this kid. That was a huge step in the right direction. And the mom was just so grateful and felt so hopeful of, hey, my son, he's progressing. Things are going to work out. He's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. Yeah. He's He can do this and he is doing it. 
Well, she began having health issues with the area she was living in, and so she moved back to the same state where her parents were because they were in close proximity again with the parents. What ended up happening is her son followed them, and then he went right back to living with the grandparents. No. Yeah, and he... Um, oh, and I bet he reverted to he all He reverted old, all uh, the way back to just... Being a junior high student. Uh, yeah, where he didn't get a job and just began... Had nothing to do all day and just was just kind of wasting his life. And it wasn't in his best interest, but his grandparents were like, oh, no, you can come live with us. Mm. You can come live with us. And But it wasn't actually in his what was good for him. And that's kind of what we're talking about when we talk about this, this second group is that the grandparents aren't really on board with the yeah, parents. Yeah, like, we're not going to turn him out. We're not going to... And gonna... they're, not, they're not even necessarily doing what's best for the grandkids. Yeah, and but And it, it may be misguided, and there's all sorts of different well, motivations. These, these were very loving grandparents. Right. But they were overriding what the mom, the mom's feelings, and they were overriding... They weren't looking at what was best for, for the boy. their grandson. Yeah. Well, no, and then you you were at the store the other day, and some lady said almost the exact same thing, right? That some lady was like, uh, random. She's yeah, like, my friend. Yeah, or- the cashier. I get in conversations with people. Um, she's like, yeah, my sister, she's trying to raise her her son, or may, it may have been her own son, and the grandparents were just like, didn't think she knew what she was doing, and they were overriding it and just giving the kid whatever they wanted which is infuriating because the grandparents can because they have the money maybe the parents don't yeah and and the mom felt like they're ruining my kid Mm. and but she didn't know what to do to stop it because she was kind of in a stuck place where she couldn't move away and she couldn't and she didn't want to destroy the relationship with her parents right but she's like, this so what you, isn't in the best interest so of my child. So what do you child. do? These are the kind of the challenging grandparents. So what do you do with that? Yeah. And I think we came up, I think, some pretty good ideas. First of all, we got you got to set up some boundaries. You have to explain and, and set up and stick to some boundaries with the grandparents. Because, and again, we said this before, they're your kids. Grandparents, you had your chance. Now it's my turn. And and maybe you need to say that in a loving, kind way. Say, you know what? Mom, I, I dad. Appre- I appreciate what you you're trying to do. You had your chance. Yeah, look what you ended look up with. Look what you did. <laughs> now it's, it's my, my turn. turn. It is my turn. It's my turn. Back off. <laughs> so, but then you also need to get the kids on board and say, hey, you know what? When grandma and grandpa give you something, um, we're going to smile. And we're going to say thanks. And so we don't gonna, hurt their feelings. And then it's going to go into your prize bag for you to earn. Yeah. Isn't that great? You're going to, grandma and grandpa, they want to give you so many things and we want you to have those things. So we're just going to put it in your prize bag. Yeah. But it's important that you learn to work for them. And And, and, and so that's what we're going to do. And then you tell the grandparents something like, you know, we, we really appreciate the gifts, but we are really trying to teach our kids to earn what they get. And we would like your support on this, please. Um, But if that's a problem, then we're going to have to nix the gifts. We're going to have to say no more gifts. Yeah, so you could approach it that way. Um, we, we'll just enjoy your company, and we'll call it we'll call it good. So another another thing that you can try is you can say, if if they're just you know ugh, overriding you yeah. and just ignoring you in and your conti- request, and, and continue to because that's your kids. kind of what was happening uh-huh. with the one girl that I described. You can say to them, you know what, mom and dad, we we actually have too much stuff, mm. and I'm having to throw away. 
a lot of stuff and donate it and it's actually kind of overwhelming instead of as stuff if this Christmas or this birthday, could you instead give us passes to the zoo or passes to the water park? That's not something we can afford, but I know that it would mean a lot to it would kid, mean the grandkids. A lot, and yep. we get to spend more time together as a family and go do things. And I think they would like that better than toys. Now, here's the benefit to that. If you have a season pass to Disneyland or you have a season pass to the water park, you can go every weekend. But it's back in your control. Right. Because you can say, hey, you know what? If everybody gets their jobs done and their Saturday jobs done, we'll go to water. The water, water world, park. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you get all your homework turned in, you know, for the next couple months, we'll go to Disneyland. We'll make that trip out there and buy the food and pay for the gas. And, yeah. you know, but it puts it back into your hands. And, and your control. And yeah, and where your kids are back to earning it. And so. Those are kind of the two strategies that we came up with where, you know, get the kids and try to reason with the grandparents and say, hey, you know what? But sometimes, yes. And but in this group of grandparents, they may, they might not. It's the group that doesn't really respect you. Right. Or, or thinks they know better. And so maybe these are, these aren't threats, but they're more just setting up boundaries. Of, say, hey, we don't want more stuff. Yeah. And any stuff that we get, unfortunately, we just have to donate or yeah, sell at garage sales. We don't have room. You'd seen our apartment. It's too small. Exactly. Yeah. And just go about it that way. But if you really wanted to give us gifts, and, and, and they, again, you're, you're playing on the grandparents' wish to give the kids gifts. Say, you know what? Do the do the water they park passes. They really would like yeah. that. Yeah. Billy, Sally, and Johnny, they love wet or, and wild. Or um, passes or, to the state parks. We love right. to go camping. Or the Exploratorium or uh, whatever. And these are things we can't afford. You know, and so you're, so, you're feeding on the grandparents' and you're desire them, to, uh, you're to show their superior, maybe. Yeah, directing yeah. their ideas to where where it would be back in your control because that's not something. But you're still placating the grandparents. Yeah. So 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 that's a tactic you can use in that situation. Like I said, these aren't bad grandparents. They do love you, and they do love little, their grand. They're not supporting but you. They're what not you're trying quite, to do. They don't either. They don't understand, or they just don't think you're right. Yeah. And that's going to happen. That will happen. That's just how it is. So, yeah. Which, but then there's the third group of grandparents. And these are the ones we call the satanic grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) Where grandma and grandpa have horns and red faces. Where they're just, they are actively trying to sabotage everything you're trying to do. Yeah. And And, and this group has a whole bunch of different motives. We've, We've seen it. Where maybe they're trying to pit the grandkids against each other. Or maybe they're trying to pit the, the parents against the kids. Or, or the may- parents against each other. Or, or trying to get revenge against their son or daughter-in-law. Or maybe uh, there are so many, or they just don't like. For whatever reason, they hate you. That just, for whatever reason. And they have all these this different exists. motives. This isn't a make-believe thing. And unfortunately, it is more common than then it, it should be. And if you so. don't have, if you don't, if you've never seen this and don't have this experience, count your lucky stars and move on because there are plenty of people who do have this scenario to deal with. And these are toxic grandparents. There's no other term for it because... Well, satanic. <laughs> right. There, there is, is another, another term, term for, for it. Satanic. Where, where well, no, that we, we have, we know of a, a couple who... The mother-in-law hated, absolutely hated her son-in-law. Yeah. For- okay. Yeah. 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 So, like, every time 
they had like when this woman's daughter had a, a baby, mm-hmm. her daughter would call her and say, "Hey, mom, will you come help out?" Right. And Which is a normal thing to ask for when for, so for your mom, right? Instead of helping out, the mom would purposely cause trouble, like clog the toilet, so that her son-in-law would have to mess with the poop and unclog it. But she would do it on purpose. That's disgusting. It is. It was disgusting. And childish. And childish, yes. But she really, she would just do things to get at her son-in-law. No, 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 but but, but what really irked me. But but then the thing that uh, the first time she came, uh, a couple weeks later, Child Protective Services showed up at their door over some, like, petty thing. And it was like random and out of the blue, and and it really weirded the these people out. Mm-hmm. And and then the next time she had a baby, she called her mother-in-law. Over. No, her mother. Her, her oh yeah, um, the girl calls her mother to come help her out. But a couple weeks later, Child Protective Services shows up at her door with another like petty petty thing and like one of those sockets didn't have a plug in it or something yeah like yeah one of those protective and, coverings and if you're a parent you know that's not something that's not something you take lightly you can get your kids taken away from you you can you end up with a permanent record and then if some you know something does happen and then they have these calls on file that that it's been reported multiple times that you're a bad parent oh you know you've got a serious pro- that's a that's not funny that's not funny. That's that, not something you play around with. Well, like I said, Hannah, these are toxic satanic. Yeah, these are toxic satanic <laughs> grandparents that we're trying to get your about. kids taken away from you. Like, yeah, that's not, and it happened multiple, like three times. Yeah, well, three, they, four they're times? thinking, oh, we'll get the kids. I, I don't know what they're thinking, but but <sighs> but this this, this lady called are... called CPS on her own child <laughs> because her, she was being petty. because she didn't like her son-in-law. Like, uh, yeah. So we only have one solution for these types of of people these the, this third group of grandparents we we think there's really just one solution and that is to invest in a tranquilizer gun <laughs> no that, no no I mean, it, it, it really no i'm just kidding the, the solution that we've come up with really is to to move yeah. the, where physical distance is really the best when you're the you're best. off their radar and you're not and your kids aren't nearby and you're not nearby your kids and don't know them it, it, it's better it's okay to cut ties is really sad it is really sad to cut ties with your parents well sometimes your parents aren't going to be good influences on your children but it's sometimes same, you don't it, have in this situ- parents. in this situation hannah that you were just describing with your friend I can't think of a better solution than to cut ties completely because otherwise they were going to lose their children. Yeah, you have to decide. It, it, basically, they're forcing you into a situation of you can decide between keeping your children or Having keeping a, a relationship, relationship with me yeah. who I'd hate you. Yeah. And so it's like you're you've taken it. These are extreme choices I'm presented with here, but I'm going to choose keep my children. But these are kind of extreme people. And that's why we call them, you know, the toxic grandparents yeah. where you just... Unfortunately, you just kind of have to cut ties and say, man, that stinks. Well, maybe the other grandparents are better. (laughs) So (laughs) hopefully um, hopefully they're not all bad. um, We knew another another couple who they there was not a good relationship between the grandparents and their children. And they were trying to pit 
family members against each other where it was, oh, you're invited to our house, but your parents aren't. Or mm. you're, you know. Or um, these three children are, but the um, other three children and, aren't. And if they knew that the parents had a rule, they would purposely, oh, we don't want our kids to drink or be around alcohol. They would purposely serve alcohol serve alcohol, and, and try, to conv- try to get the kids to drink. And, you know, things like that where there was a bad relationship, but unfortunately, the parents the grandparents lived right close by, like in walking distance. Mm-hmm. Well, no, there was a constant threat. There was a constant threat. That anytime the kid, the parents did something the kids didn't like, the kids would just run off to grandma and grandpa's. And, and grandma and grandpa would give them whatever they wanted, despite the parents. Despite the parents. Toxic. Truly toxic, toxic people. Where it's where like, it's, you'd be better off not knowing them and not being near them, not having anything to do with yeah, them. Yeah, it's hard. That, but but it, you have this idea. Oh, the grandparents are gonna like instill good values in my children. They're well, gonna that's help what you me. Hope. They're gonna support me. That's what you me. hope. That's the ideal. But if if the opposite's happening, where they're trying to break up your marriage, override your parental authority, or what's best for your children, and and pit your children against you, you don't really have a choice but to to distance yourself. Yeah. And that, and that is actually best for you sad. and your children. And that's sad. And you should be sad about it because, great, those are my parents. Seriously, that yeah. they're supposed to be grandparents. They're supposed to be my mom and dad. And they're they're I'm, not. Yeah. And, and, it's, and so, it's, it's difficult. It's really. Yeah. And, and you're kind of alone. And that, again, hope that maybe the other grandparents are better. Yeah. But if not, guess what? Those kids are yours. And, and they're your, you get no, to make your own And they're own your decisions. responsibility, though. And, and when you have grandchildren, you can be the type of grandparent you want to be. Yeah. That choice is yours. But you don't have a choice who your parents are. You really don't. All you have the choice of is what you're going to do. And the, and the only other thing I would say about that is the sooner you cut ties, the better. Yeah. And you know what? There may be some miraculous change where the grandparent, one of the grandparents that was the toxic one passes away, or maybe they both have a sudden change of heart or whatever, then you can try again. But if they are actively being toxic and, and overriding and, and, and trying try, to destroy. Purposely trying to undermine or destroy, like destroy. I think destroy is probably the best term. Yeah. That's when you need to cut ties and just move on. And do yeah, it I mean, sooner, I can think of better. more extreme examples. The, the sooner the better. The sto- <laughs> I can think of more extreme yeah, examples. Yeah, we're not going to go there. But, but we're not going to go we there. We have actually seen this. This is mm. not... Make-believe. This isn't... Yeah, these, these um, aren't fake. These aren't make-up. Uh, these aren't made-up stories. So just, just to kind of recap, when it comes to receiving gifts from the grandparents and why they do it, we, we, we broke it down into three groups. And the reason we broke it down into three groups is the way you deal with it. For the first group, of grandparents that just want to help out and whatever you need, it's really easy. Let them know what you need. Say, you know what? The gifts, whatever the gift problem is that, that's going on, this is actually what we're trying to do. Get the grandparents, tell I'd them what's going on. I'd rather you did this. Yeah. yeah, just point them to what you do want and, and they they'll, will go they'll and be there. Whereas the second group, where they're maybe rescuing or undermining you or just disagree with you, for them, you really need to set up some boundaries. You need to say, okay, this is what's working. This is what we're willing to do. If this doesn't happen, then this is what we're going to do. Just set up these boundaries for them. We're not accepting gifts anymore because we have too much stuff. Right. You know. (laughs) Or we really appreciate the gifts, but any gifts you give us are going to go to our children, blah, 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 into their prize bag so they can earn them. And And for safety reasons, all gifts have to go through us. And and that's a really, it's hard to argue that. For safety reasons, 
all the gifts have to go through us, the parents. And then the last one, the openly, the last group, the third group, the openly antagonistic or, or trying to sabotage those grandparents, you got to cut ties. And if you think this doesn't exist, be grateful because it does. It, if it doesn't exist in your life, be grateful because there it actually does exist in other people's lives. And that's it. Those are all the thoughts we had when it comes to gifts and dealing with gifts from neighbors, friends, relatives, co-workers, and also particularly grandparents. It's a meaty topic. We'll revisit this in the future when it comes to other ways to deal with the grandparents. But for now, I think that's good. We've get, hopefully given you some ideas on what, what to do and kind of shared with you some of our mistakes uh, that that maybe we've made <laughs> and things to avoid. Every topic here, we've like, oh yeah, we've done that. <laughs> we've done that wrong. Don't do what we've done. <laughs> yeah, you so, can avoid that. <laughs> now, if you like what you hear in our podcast, please tell your friends. They might want to listen too. And if you have a suggestion for a future podcast, please go to our website, uh, go to support and under contact us, send us an email. And we'll, we'll jump right on. Yeah. And also, like, we we put out suggestions of what to do, like, in these different situations. There are more ideas out there. And if you have them. We'd love to hear we, them. Yeah, yeah. There's the, you can leave comments below because the objective of our blogs and our, uh, and our website is to support other parents who are trying to achieve these types of goals. So if you have ideas or, or experiences or things that would be helpful to other parents, leave your comments because you don't know who that is going to help. And so, so yeah, we encourage you to, if this sparked ideas in your mind or, or you've had this experience and you found something or we work, missed something or we missed something, add that in, add it in because it, it, it's going to become part of the, the website and part of the, the resource. And that's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy some Falcon Jasper magical music. We'll see you next time.